get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky We'll break it down after the game with the guys Hometown heroes with their own sports bar The best coverage in Denver Don't go too far Just turn on DNVR We are DNVR Football is back tonight. Week two on the docket tonight. And Broncos rocking and rolling on Sunday Todd Davis, Henry Chisholm, Zach Stevens rolling with you today to give our final picks for this game. And my first question isn't, are the Broncos going to win? It's a question that we asked last week. Is this a must-win game for the Broncos? I say yes last week. I think I have to keep the trend going. Um, I think it's important for them to win and start out strong. You know, one of Sean's biggest keys was having a fast start and yeah. last week wasn't the fastest start uh it wasn't the start that they wanted so i think that week two becomes a must win after you lose week one and then you just look at the rest of the schedule gotta start fast one and one is not fast but it's better than oh and two it's and like you give yourself like a fresh start yeah if you're back to 500 it's like you haven't even played a game yet um and really quick henry just off of that the rest of the division could be at 500, so it literally True. could be like just a, a complete fresh slate after yep. week one. Definitely. But yeah, you have to win this one. You can't go down 0-2. Like, especially because then you have the, what, the Dolphins and then the Bears the next two weeks? Both on the road. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I guess the Bears, I mean, they looked horrible, um, which I really enjoy personally. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that Dolphins game is going to be really tough. The Bears game, hey, it's a road game, so you never know. Like, you blow contain a couple times, then maybe you lose 17-16 again. Um, but, yeah, you, you just can't blow this game. For so many reasons, you can't blow this game. Henry, you laid out the tough stretch right after this game. And these are the these are two home games. You can't go 0-2 mm -hmm. in your first two home games, especially, Todd, with everything that Sean has said this offseason about getting off to a fast start. And then statistically, you can't get off to an 0-2 start. Teams that have started 0-2 all the way back since 1970, so over 50 years mm -hmm. of data, 0.7% of teams have won the Super Bowl that have wow. started 0-2. 1% of teams have made the Super Bowl. Now, those are probably not really realistic for the Broncos yes, this year. Yes. But making the playoffs, we had them making the playoffs. Sean Payton said he'd be pissed off if the Broncos don't make the playoffs. If they go down 0-2 historically, they're going to have a 9.6% chance of making the playoffs. Mm. That means there's a 90% chance Sean's really pissed yeah. at the end of this season. And then winning record, we thought they should at least be competing for one, if not kind of have that locked up. Only a 14% chance that they'll have a winning record if they go down 0-2. And then you look at around the league, it's not crazy that the Chiefs lose to the Jags this week in their 0-2. Yeah. Uh, you feel a lot better about like the Chiefs and the Bengals if those teams are down 0-2, yep. getting back up and kind of defying these odds than you would about the Broncos. So this is huge. And then you take one more look at it. How good are the Raiders? Exactly. Really? Yep. How good are the Commanders? Really? Yep. You lose to those two teams. Then, Henry, yeah, the Bears aren't that good. Is that a guaranteed True. win for the Broncos? Absolutely not. I couldn't yeah. say that after losing these teams. Yeah, and like you said, I think the caliber of losses, even if the Chiefs were to go 0-2, you're facing the Lions, who are projected to be pretty good this year, mm -hmm. and then yeah. the Jags, who are going to have a pretty good season. That's very different than losing two games in a row to the Raiders and the Commanders. So we can't start 0-2. One and one is the best we can do right now. Um, and I think just for morale and the guys in the locker room, you don't want to start 0-2. It's not a good feeling. It's not a... It's hard to boost and have energy like, of course, they're going to come ready to play because they're professionals, but that extra edge of energy, that extra push that guys give, that's not in the locker room anymore when you're on two. Right. And, mm -hmm. and we talked about with, with Pat and you talked about it, too, uh, earlier this week. We talked about just like maybe fans are just a little not more emotionally vested, but it's harder for them to take a step back yeah. and look at a week one loss mm -hmm. and say like, okay, things are going to be okay. We're players kind of do have a, a better perspective at times. Like it really is just one game. We can bounce back, but Javante Williams, the guy that does not say much yesterday in the locker room, he said, 
we need this one. And yep. he just outlined mm -hmm. kind of the two games at home, then two games on the road. We need this one. A soft-spoken guy saying that, that just puts even more, not emphasis on it, but shows just how important this game truly is. Yeah, the locker room, I mean, they're feeling the pressure. <laughs> they feel how mm -hmm. we feel. Like, yeah. they understand the schedule. They feel like, hey, we need to start off getting some wins because you go 0-2, there's a very high chance that we can go 0-3 to start the season, and I do not like those odds. Oh, no, that would be uh, – that. then we're talking, like, big-picture questions yeah, at sure. that point. So let's jump into this game. Will the Broncos start 0-2? We're going to give our picks in the fourth segment for this, but how do we see this game unfolding? Because while the Commanders aren't a great team, they were 8-8-1 eight, eight and one last year, mm -hmm. and maybe their quarterback play is better this year – than it was last year. We don't fully know that yet, but this team is not a team that you can just look over and, and expect to win a game. Yeah, no, they're really good. Um, I was honestly surprised because you, you talk so much about the defensive line, but then you actually watch the commanders like once, maybe twice throughout the year. Actually going back and watching them play the Cardinals, it's ridiculous what those guys do. Mm -hmm. Like they're uh, they're just double teaming pain, and it doesn't matter. Like he's just tossing him to the side <laughs> and going in the backfield for tackle for loss. It's like, wait, what are you even supposed to do? And, and when that's kind of your starting point on offense is, we don't think we can run the ball at the middle. Even running to the edges is going to be tough, and pass protection could be kind of sketchy. Although there's some great stats about the Broncos. Like what I think the the best pass rush win rate offensively or whatever you call that in the NFL in week one. And a lot of that's because Russ got the like ball out so protection. quick. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but still like when that's that to me is where this game starts. Yep. And I, uh, th there's no easy answer to, to playing those guys. No, there's not. And we kind of had the question yesterday, Todd, uh, and joked about it. Like Broncos need more explosive plays. Yep. But then Russ might have to get the ball out very quick. Exactly. Uh, getting the ball out very quick because of this pass rush specifically coming up the middle. Well, that doesn't really lead to explosive plays. So, Sean, one of the things that we didn't really see last week was Sean getting deep into his bag. He's going to have to do that yeah. this week. And uh, we talked about how the, you can find that balance of getting the ball out quick or at least avoiding the middle pass rush mm -hmm. and then also cre creating deep plays. It's getting run on the move kind of right away. Design that. Exactly. Yeah. I think we're going to have to have a similar game plan as last week to start the game and kind of fill out how our O-line is going up against mm -hmm. the, the front three um, of the commanders because they are such a dominant force. And I look for us to have maybe two or three um, shots. I know we had zero last week, so <laughs> two or three is a big, jump, three. a big jump. So I say we have two or three. And I look for them to come on maybe some trick plays, like maybe like a double pass, like I mentioned yesterday, like being able to toss the ball out to Jerry Judy. Mm -hmm. Now he has space to be able to make another read and get it, get it down mm -hmm. the field to Cortland as opposed to Russ sitting back there, not having much room, maybe under pressure. I think there's creative ways that we can we can do things that we can do um, to get the ball down the field that doesn't necessarily involve Russ sitting in the pocket and holding on for dear life. Do you yep. think the first play of the game is going to be a deep shot? Or do you think Sean's going to say, we've talked about it too much, I'll uh -huh. be tipping my hand a little too much? Yeah, I think he used his... Uh, Big play, first play of the game last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> so I think he's going to be steady at you to start the game and then probably mix in some big plays. Do you think the commanders uh, would be expecting an onside kick more after last week or less because it didn't work? The coach probably has talked about it at least five yeah. or six times. The special teams <laughs> yeah. coach, no doubt, has talked about like defending an onside kick. So I'm, I guarantee we won't do it again because <laughs> now teams will be 100% ready uh, for an onside kick no matter when. You know, we're kicking off. They're going to be ready. They're, they're coaches. When something like that happens, your coach tells you like 10 times before yeah. the game, like, watch the onside <laughs> yeah. kick. Don't even leave until it's kicked. Like, yep. you'd be the last person down there. Make sure they don't do an onside kick, so they'll be ready. Yep, and huh. especially playing a mile high when you can expect a touchback for yep. the most part, you don't need to get back and block. You need to make sure that that ball does not get past you on an onside kick. Exactly. Um, so we talk about big plays, explosive plays. Mm -hmm. Typically, I think the NFL categorizes big plays as 20 or more yards. Mm -hmm. We know the Broncos had two of those last week, 20-yard run and a 21-yard play. Mm -hmm. um, or I guess they were both passes, actually. Um, you know how many times Russell Wilson threw the ball more than 15 yards? Just threw the ball. Not completion, just threw the ball. Twice. Yep. One to Cortland and Dorsett on the sideline. Nailed it. Twice. Yep. You know how many times Tua did last week? How many? 15. <laughs> he set the 15 record. Times. He set the record. Or is the most in like 20 years. And, and how about this? 
He went 60% on those throws, which yeah. is insane. <laughs> now, He's playing a different game than it, Russ, though. He, he yeah. is. And that's, that's, <laughs> I'm not expecting Russ to get anywhere close to that, but it just shows, like, how are they playing the same game exactly? Like, how is this not mm -hmm. a different game that they're playing? It feels mm -hmm. like two is back at Alabama just throwing uh, to, to, to Jerry, mm -hmm. Judy, and all these first-round wide receivers. Um, but, yeah, I think if we can get three shots, yeah. and when we say shots, I mean a little more than 15 yards, I'll take that. Hit on two? Yeah. Maybe you hit on one, but then another one's a deep defensive pass interference, which we saw Cortland Sutton draw last week. Let's start with baby steps. It's it's <laughs> funny because I would love to see the stats from Russ's time in Seattle because it felt like that was a major piece mm -hmm. of his game. Yeah. There was tons of times we saw Tyler Lockett catching 30, 40-yard passes for touchdowns or DK Metcalf on 50-50 balls. Um, so it's it's so weird to see it just not come up in the mm -hmm. game plan mm -hmm. um, now because it was such a big part of his game and it was he was successful at it. And, and it seems like there should be more opportunities this week than last week because with the Raiders they're just sitting everybody back like if, if you're th lobbing a ball up it's going to be two on one in the defense's favor because they've got two safeties back there they got the corners playing off but with Washington this week because of because of that defensive line that they have last week they were just pressing everybody up like all the corners are up on the line of scrimmage they're side jam guys because they only need to cover for one and a half two seconds before somebody gets to the quarterback so it does seem like things should be open the key to me is just like you've got to keep running backs in to protect like and, and even that it's like what is what is Javante going to do if you get Jonathan Allen just running <laughs> up the middle like yeah. it, you almost just need to commit to saying you know what when, when we go deep we're running two receivers and we're keeping extra tight ends in we got double teams across the board basically and and hopefully it works and I still like don't even love that plan because yeah. I've seen I just went back and watched that game yesterday where you have Payne and Allen just chucking guys to the side and yep. just running straight ahead anyway. And I think that I, I'd be interested because if I was the defensive coordinator for the commanders, I'm going to play you guys just like the Raiders did. Yes. Because yeah. now I have the front to make it even more challenging, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to sit back. You can throw stuff underneath, but you you even have less time now. Plus, I'm sitting over the top, so there's no deep balls. Yep. Like, I mean, if, if he would do that, which I bet he will, He's going to play them just like the Raiders did. And see, that that's what I would think would happen. And Jack Del Rio has been around the game for a long time. Yeah, shout out to Jack. I'm playing <laughs> <Yeah>. for Jack. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you got to imagine he's smart enough to do that. Yep. Like, not just. And it's interesting because some teams, some uh, coaches say, I'm only going to do uh, what we do the best, mm -hmm. and I don't need to focus on them. They're, I'm not going to adjust to them. And then some coaches, which to me is smart, adjust to what the other team does. Yep. I would absolutely do that if I'm Jack Del Rio. But I think what the Broncos do is pick you apart underneath. For 177 yards. Right. For 177 <laughs> yards. But that is what they do. Like, they've shown that that's what they want to do. So maybe, you do, like, you do press up and just say, like, that's what you want to do. We're not going to let you do that. But again, that, that was a failed game plan last week. 16 yeah. points. Yeah. And again, this team, when you do that, so much more or so much less margin of error that you have yep. mm -hmm. and do you trust this offense to not have a big margin of error no i think i think they're they're going to make a couple of mistakes and actually mm -hmm. last week the broncos didn't have any glaring mistakes on offense yep. mm -hmm. and they were still only able to put up 16 points so todd i i would agree with you that's the way i would approach it if i were jack del rio and on top of that the broncos did have to worry about max crosby mm -hmm. and for the most part they did very well max they crosby did, did have mm -hmm. one sack but if you were to tell me last week max crosby gets one sack and outside of that really doesn't do much, I would have taken it and ran with it in a heartbeat. Now you kind of honestly have three Max Crosbys yeah. on this defensive line. Payne is a beast. Montez mm -hmm. Sweat had two forced fumbles last week yeah. and a sack and a half. And Jonathan Allen led the NFL in pressure eight from the inside. Yeah. That's, that is so scary. It's a tall task. I mean, like you said, you're covering one guy versus three. I mean, somewhere on that line, he's going to have one of those three is going to have a one-on-one -on -one block. And that's always tough to defend against. I think it's easy when you can double team and mm -hmm. chip. When the guys on the inside are just as good as the guys on the outside, man, guys just got to step up. They got to bring their lunch pail and come to work. And, I mean, Chase Young might be back too. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous when you look at what they already have. Like yep. the two guys in the middle, you've got sweat. So, you, like, so my thing is you need the creativity in the running game too. Uh -huh. Like you got to start – I would get a jet sweep to Marvin Mims like right off the bat. You run it away from Montez Sweat's side, like assuming Chase Young doesn't play, which mm -hmm. 
changes things. But then the rest of the game, you can run that little jet sweep motion. They at least have to respect it. Like, freeze the linebackers a little bit. Give yourself an edge. There's got to be so many of those tosses. I think you said that yesterday, like the crack toss, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, like, your second and shorts, like second and one, second and two, that's when you pound the middle. Like, because you just have to keep them honest at some point. And even then, like, if you fail, you still might pick up the first down on, like, a second and one on a bad run. And worst case scenario, it's, like, third and three, third and four. And so there's not much risk. I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do. Because you, at least at some point, have to stress the middle of the field. Like, at least try to get something going up the middle. You, I don't know. You don't really? have to. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no. I think you don't have to throw it past her 10. Like, I just wouldn't <laughs> yeah, do it. Fair. You know that's what I'm fair. saying? Yeah. There's certain things that you don't want to sign yourself up for. So if there's any way for them to avoid the middle of that defense, I would take it. And it huh. just, I think this is a huge game for Jaleel McLaughlin yeah. because getting to the outside, whether it's on runs, whether it's on screens, whether it's on the, instead of Marvin Mims doing a jet sweep, it is Jaleel. It's getting him on the outside, getting that speed and last week, we didn't really see Jaleel get that many touches. And Sean Payton was asked about it yesterday. And without saying it, he said, yeah, at the end of the game, we messed up. We realized that we should have given him more touches. Mm -hmm. He's an explosive guy. Uh, and we're going to change that this week. So I think that's exactly what to expect is a lot more than... Jaleel had like one series that uh -huh. he was in and everything mm -hmm. went wrong, not for him, but on the offensive side, uh, they moved back. Like that's when they had the second and 35 or something. Yeah. Um, I expect Jaleel to be in on a lot more, not just because of they realize he's a playmaker, but especially just going up against this front, and getting to the outside. Yeah. I think, I think this is more of a game for him. Um, but I, it's interesting if they decide to do more of the power running game, um, because I think the two backs, uh, Javante and Samaje are so good at breaking tackles and mm -hmm. making plays happen um, that I wouldn't want to see uh, McLaughlin in there running powers no. or running no, traps. No, no, Never. No. Uh, so they definitely have to be very strategic about when they put him in and when they want to stress the outside. Now, the if if that's if would that be uh, tipping your hat too much, or is that something where if it really is worth it to tip your like, is it worth it to tip your hand in that direction? Yeah, and some in some aspects because you could do certain things. You could it opens things up for like trick plays like yeah you have him in a single back he may be lined up over the tight end look like he's running a toss and you can run a fake toss and he maybe yeah. run a power to the backside to mm. where it's less buys over there but you're still trying to work the outside of the defense so you can't tip your hand but it kind of works in your favor if you can do it right 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 well we've talked about a lot about how the broncos can attack this defense what about the flip side how concerned are we about the washington commander's offense if at all after i tell you about our friends over at game time you want to see this game in person see the broncos get their first win of the season check out our friends over at game time use the code dnvr for twenty dollars off your first purchase over at game time so head to the app store download the game time app and use the code dnvr for twenty dollars off and they have the game time guarantee meaning if you find a better deal on a similar seat in the same section same row they're gonna give you a hundred and ten percent of the the value of your seat so they're gonna guarantee that you're getting the best deals out there. Alexis got her CUCSU ticket over at game time mm. yesterday. If you want to go to the CUCSU game, see Jay Norvell and Deion oh, Sanders. Shut, uh, Don't bring up Jay Norvell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's trying to get his shine today. He really wants attention. Did you see what he said? No, I didn't see it. Oh, man. Uh, let, let, I'll find a clip. Up, Let's talk up. about oh, it in just a second. Okay. Actually, send the clip to you here. Let's actually play okay. it because it's it's wild. Uh, go to game time. Use that code DNVR for $20 off. And if you can't make it to the game and you would like to stream it, use Fubo TV. Sign up to the link fubotv.com forward slash dnvr they have over 140 live channels of sports shows movies and news you can stream from any device watch the most colorado sports for the lowest price and you can start watching immediately with a free trial there's no contract no cable no hassle just sign up and start watching they have over a thousand hours of cloud dvr included at no part at no charge you can watch college football nfl the u.s open the Ryder cup Basically, anything you want to see involving sports, you can catch it on Fubo TV. Again, the link is www.fubotv.com forward slash DNVR. All right, let's pull up a clip of, uh, yeah, there's actually two things that um, Jay Norvell said. Well, the first one I forgot from a couple days ago. I thought I could search Jay Norvell and it'd be the first video that pops up. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it's when he was talking about game day and uh, big new kickoff both being there. And he said, Stevie Wonder can see it's a great opportunity. Oh, I was like, I'm not sure I make 
the blind people joke. But I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, they, no. I, everybody thought it was funny, so I guess it was good. But, but then the second clip I sent you here was last night. Did that come? It came, it came last night? I believe so. Um, yeah, here, let's let's pull this up. So we're talking about CUCSU, the Rocky Mountain Showdown. Deion Sanders, we know last week, it was all about making a personal. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the thing. Nebraska, big rivalry. Uh, he really got his team to buy into this rivalry, yep. which is brand new for him and the team, but they bought into it. This week, it seemed like Dion. Uh, I mean, he, he was asked, what motivates you for this game? And he says, God hasn't told me yet. Mm. So he, he hadn't been, he, he didn't know how to motivate his team for this game in terms of like the exact angle. Exactly. I think that was just yesterday. Then a couple hours later, Jay Norvell gave, gave, gave him, him and the team <laughs> all of the motivation that they needed. Let's hear the clip of and Jay I Norvell. I said, today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Mm. So, and I sat down with the ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, wow. That'll, wow. Said, That'll play today, well up north. Yeah, I, I, I don't I get it. They're 23-point favorites. <laughs> like, know, why do you want to poke know. the bear? Just it's like, just leave idea. him alone and just go and hope that you guys can at least beat the spread like come on guys <laughs> now, that make any now sense. they're gonna be running the score up yeah Yo, like you're gonna you're gonna be going for fourth downs in the fourth quarter like yep. this is this is gonna get ugly now well yep. and did you hear after uh Shadur scored a touchdown last week or something against Nebraska D- D- coach prime was mad at something he did and uh like a celebration maybe got a flag or something oh, yeah and he said Dad, it's personal because mm. that was the message that Dion had been preaching yep. all week, and Dion just laughed and he said he couldn't control it because it was just uh, he loved how much he bought into it. That's what Shadur's gonna do this week. He's exactly. gonna say, "You disrespected my dad," yeah. and you know the players love Coach Prime, so they're all gonna have mm. that mentality. It should be the spread should go up ten points exactly because of this. And everybody's <laughs> coming in hats and glasses, like you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ready, yeah, yeah. Just get ready. After yes. a touchdown, there's gonna be some hats and glasses pulled oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. Without oh. a doubt. <laughs> so that's a little bit of what to expect this weekend. But what should we expect on Sunday on the other side? Is there like really something that scares you about this, or, or how do the Broncos win on the defensive side going up against this offense? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm nervous for this game as far as, like, the Broncos' defense. I mean, they have one good, really good wide receiver. Their quarterback is still got to get him the ball, and I don't know how dominant he is. I feel like they should be able to stop the running game. Overall, it should be a good outing for the defense and end up with some some picks and some turnovers. So uh, the commander's offense doesn't scare me. Out of all the teams that we play, I feel like maybe I'm the least worried about this commander's offense. Which, in hindsight, I think the Raiders might actually have a pretty nice offense. I think maybe we didn't give them enough credit. Like, Jimmy can get the ball where it needs to go. Josh Jacobs didn't do his thing, but we know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. You've got Devontae Adams. You've got Jacoby Myers to play a great game. Like, we didn't even see Hunter Renfro all that much, but that's a nice slot receiver. But then you go from that to this, and it is very different. I do think, like, I really like the receivers with Terry uh-huh. McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. Um, my thing is just just zone coverage. Zone coverage all day. Like, there's there's no need to ask Damari to go one-on-one with any of these guys. Like I get the other options. You kind of send some help over there, but we talked to Pat this week and what Pat say, you know, you get the picks in zone coverage. Mm-hmm. And when you have a quarterback like Sam Howell, who isn't a rookie, but is basically a rookie. Cause he barely played at all last year. He wants to turn the ball over. Like he's doing crazy stuff out there. Like, well, like, he lives in like the intermediate, like these 12 yard throws and tight windows where he's just like a guy has like a half step and he's mm-hmm. fitting the ball in there and he makes some really nice throws. There's also a couple where he just barely misses. And that means that the ball hits a defender's hands and it's yeah. an opportunity. Like he was, he was, he, I think he fumbled. No, we only fumbled once, but it was like this weird rollout with the ball in one hand. Uh, as he's like turning with his back to the line of scrimmage guy knocks it out. They recover for a touchdown. He fumbled out of bounds later. He slid and dropped the ball after that mm-hmm. and just happened to be after he went down. Like the turnovers are out there. Play mm-hmm. zone coverage. It bails Damari out and it gives you opportunity to take advantage. I would be shocked if the Broncos lose this game and the over hits. Mm-hmm. So I think really the only chance for the commanders to win this game is if the under hits. And I think even if the under hits, it's not that the commanders are going to win. It just means that they have a chance. And that's because I'm not scared about mm-hmm. the commander's offense. And I am scared about their defense, what they can do to mm-hmm. the Broncos. But 
this is, I mean, just make sure that Terry McLaurin isn't running free down yeah. the sideline, mm-hmm. uh, play in and play out. And if you're running zone and Terry is on Damari's side, make sure that Justin Simmons is there to give him help. If Terry's on Pat's side, I trust Pat 100% of the time. Yeah. Um, and just the communication is just going to be the biggest thing. And I think that was something that broke down the first couple weeks of, was it last year, the year before? And mm-hmm. Justin talked about after week four, he said, yeah, our communication was just off and they got it fixed. But that's something that they just can't have is communication breakdowns in the yep. secondary to give deep plays for Jahan Dotson, who's a speedster, for uh, Curtis Samuel, who's also a speedster, and Terry McLaurin as well. So just don't get beat over the top multiple times mm-hmm. and you, you should be good. Yeah, I think I think they're actually going to come out and try to manage the game as best as they can. They saw how the Raiders had such a good job of dinking and dunking all the way down the field. Um, when you have a younger quarterback, I think that's just a much easier game plan for him. So I would like them to start off in man. Um, you know, Pastor Tan can eliminate one receiver, and then you can send help uh, to Damari. And then kind of as the game goes on, you can switch it up if they're not having success. But I don't think they're going to come out just taking shots because they know how good our secondary is. Yeah. But they know that we kind of have let some people dink and dunk us down the field. So I think they're going to try to do that and establish the running game early. So I think man may be a good recipe to getting at mm-hmm. them early. And up, body on the body. Yeah, I like that. And up front, a massive test for the Broncos pass rush, not in a way where they're going to be tested. Uh-huh. But if they don't win this battle, yep. I don't know when they're going to win. Because the commanders mm-hmm. who have no one on their front, or the, the Cardinals who have no one on their front seven, got six sacks mm-hmm. last week on Sam Howell. If Randy Gregory, Jonathan Cooper, Frank Clark, uh, Nick Benito can't get a couple of sacks in yep. this game, uh-oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be trouble. So yeah. I've got, I've got a, a number to throw out. Nine and a half sacks for the Broncos and Commanders. Oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, your eyes were like, what are you talking about? Um, would you, do you think it's going to be over or under total sacks in the game? That's a big uh, number still. That's a big number. I'm going to say under. I'm going under also. Going yeah. under? I think you want those edges to contain. Sam Howell can... Like that's that's probably where he's at his most dangerous is when he's running out of the pocket. Like it, it makes the read so much easier when you roll out and there's just like guys on the side, everything just right in front of you. So I, I don't even say like Randy, we need sacks. I say don't let him out of the pocket. I'm probably using Singleton to spy how the entire game too. Mm. I think the good news is you've got DJ Jones and Zach Allen in the middle, and those guys are more than capable of beating up the I don't even know their names. Whoever's in the middle of the the commander's defense. So that's where I think your sacks are coming from is up the middle. Especially Zach Allen, because that's that's the guy that's probably going to get free. You hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you hope. Um, let's give our picks in just a second. Let's first take a look around at the AFC West for the other games this weekend. And there's actually some really good games mm-hmm. going on with AFC West opponents. We've got the Chiefs going into Jacksonville. Are the Chiefs going to start 0-2 this year? You know, I think that the Chiefs lost the first game. They're definitely missing some pieces and um, some mistakes as far as catching the balls that really uh, took them out of their running to win that game. So I cannot say that they're going to start <laughs> 0-2. I don't think it's going to happen again. Uh, Chris Jones coming back is going to get a locker room a nice boost. So the defense, mm-hmm. who played well, should actually even play better. Um, I don't see them losing to the Jags week two. So I just don't think Andy Reid's going to allow them to start 0-2. He may have to throw the whole bag at them, but I think he will just to make sure they don't start on to. So sadly, Hank, I know you like this, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. <laughs> no, I don't. That's Zach now. Uh, yeah. to, Zach <laughs> to win the game. Uh, Henry, you rolling? Oh, What's no. I don't, no. I don't think the Chiefs are going to win. All I think right. they're starting Ooh. 0-2. I think, I guess, have we heard what's up with Travis Kelsey yet? He's dating, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually is the biggest Travis that, Kelsey that is, this week. No wonder he's not playing. He's, he's busy. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, without I think Travis he Kelsey. Yesterday. Okay. So I get that it's like fluky that you have that many drops in one game. Also, I don't think those receivers are very good, though. And it's probably not that far off from what you expect. With Kelsey back, then maybe it changes a little bit the other way. But I think the Jags have a nice team. I think that they're well put together. Like, they just have good players across the board, and that's something you can't say about the Chiefs right now. Chris Jones coming back helps. Is there a snap count? What sort of shape is he in? You know, there's just enough questions that if I I get the opportunity to say, like, I think it's a 50-50 game, 
I'm taking the Jags against the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs to lose. And isn't it pretty much a 50-50 game? Isn't it like a three-point favorite for the Chiefs, I think? Is that on the road? Okay. I think it's that. Um, Football-wise, you can make the case that the Jags didn't win this game. Mm-hmm. Todd, I'm with you. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid starting 0-2? Yeah. No, no. I mean, talking about breaking out the bag and doing things, it's going to be this game. You get Travis Kelsey back. You get Chris Jones back. They missed two of their best three players last week exactly. and lost to a good Lions team by one point. You get those guys back with some desperation. Unfortunately, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. But Calvin Ridley with the Jags, comeback player of the year, potentially. I mean, he looked so good last he did. week. He did. Man, but- so I'm looking forward to this game. This, is, this game's at 11 a.m., so we'll get to catch that before the Broncos game. Uh, Ryan is also taking the Chiefs, and Alexis is also taking the Chiefs. So oh, wow. Henry really digging his heels in to like show that it. he's not a Chiefs fan, the only one not picking <laughs> The Chiefs in this game. All right, let's go to the next game. The Chargers going into Tennessee to take on the Titans. Chargers 0-1, Texans mm-hmm. 0-1 as well, right? T- yeah, Titans 0-1. Titans, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they lost a close one to uh, the Saints last week. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it going to be an upset here? The Titans going to be able to win at home? You know, the Chargers, um, I actually picked in the win last week, and they looked really good up until the very end of the game. So. Yeah. Um, if they can continue to put up 30 points a game, I think they're going to be hard to beat um, until it comes to our defense. So I'm going to take the Chargers again. I think the AFC West may have a good week um, this week. I don't think the Raiders will win, but we haven't got to them yet. Mm, I like that. <laughs> uh, I've got the Chargers too. Um, yeah, Todd basically laid it all out. Like it, It's just tough to beat the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like You just can't put them away because they'll just keep scoring so quickly at the end of the game. So I, I think the Chargers probably deserve to win, and I think that, yeah, they're, they're better than the Titans. They'll win this one. The Titans scored 15 points last week on a team that I think is going to average close to 30 points per game with mm-hmm. the Chargers. It's probably not even going to be close. If the Titans go down in this game, they're just done yep. because they're not going to be able to come back. So I'm going Chargers as well. Alexis is going Chargers and Ryan is going with the Titans. Wow. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be like Hank. He's never going to pick the Chargers to win a game this year. And, I just picked uh, the Chargers. No, you, you're not. You're <laughs> never going to pick the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Just, oh, there's a chance. We'll see who they play next week. <laughs> um, and I'm going with uh, the Chargers as well in this one. And then the final non Broncos game in the AFC West this week. We've got the Raiders going into Buffalo to take on the Bills. The yeah. Bills' offense was awful last week. Terrible. The Raiders going to go 2-0? Heck no. <laughs> They're going to get a loss up there. Um, I just don't see Josh Allen coming out making the same mistakes. I don't see his coach allowing him to, or Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs may jack him up on the sidelines if he has another <laughs> three-interception game. So um, I think the Bills are going to go out and win this game. And uh, Vaughn's not back yet, but I do think that they're playing well enough to win when they don't just make silly mistakes. I've got the Raiders. <laughs> My um, gosh. I, I, I think that offense can keep up. Like, I think it can keep up with the Bills' offense. And if, if you're asking me whether I think Josh Allen or Jimmy Garoppolo is going to put the ball in harm's way more, I think it's Josh Allen. Mm. I think... I think I have a lot of weird Josh Allen opinions at the moment because of that bad game. And even I was talking to James Palmer saying he's like, yeah, I think he had more red zone turnovers than anybody else in the NFL last year. Yeah. And and that was all that was the problem with him for the first couple years of his career. He kind of like patched it together. I wonder if maybe the problem isn't fixed so much is it's like, yeah, it's kind of there. They mastered it a little bit. It. Exactly. So yeah. I I don't know. I I think the Raiders can do it. And again, it this is my chance to separate from the field. And I That's think true. All right. I don't think the Bills are all that good at the moment. This I just I just don't see I don't think the Raiders defense has anything on the Jets defense. That's and fair. that's why I feel like the yeah. Bills will find a way to win. And that's probably smart. And it, you just need a big game for Max Crosby. Yeah. But betting on three sacks is probably like not a good idea. That yeah. was a really bad game from Josh Allen. It yeah. was. But that's not like it he's never had those before. He's mm-hmm. had those occasionally. And then what does he do? He bounces back and gets that stat line looking better with uh-huh. a five touchdown, no turnover performance. Yep. I think we're looking at a blowout at home for the Bills. And Josh is Josh and the Bills are feeling a lot better about themselves. So I'm going the Bills here as well. And before we dish out our Broncos picks, let's get in to the 
Uh, Ryan picked the Bills as well. He was uh, not stupid like Hank and uh, mm. picked the Bills. Wow. <laughs> You're going to um, see. But let's get into the comment section really quick. Uh, after I tell you about our friends over at Bet365. At Bet365, they're celebrating the start of the football season by dishing out $365 in bonus bets when you place a $1 bet. That's all you have to do. Place a $1 bet, and they're going to hand out $365 in bonus bets after you deposit $10 and place a $1 bet. So if you want to get those $365 in bets for this weekend to use on College Ball, to use on the Showdown, to use on Broncos, or any of our AFC West games this week, place a bet tonight. On either the Eagles or the Vikings. Vikings mm-hmm. six-point dogs going into Philadelphia. Want to get your guys' pick on that in a second. So check out our friends over at Bet365. You must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. That's code DNVR over at Bet365. And uh, go check out our friends with Breckenridge Distillery. Um, I still... I still have that bottle of whiskey that, yep. that we got from when we went out there because I, I I just don't know when to drink it. But every day, like, I walk by and I'm like, wow, that does look really good, which is weird because I've never enjoyed, like, whiskey or bourbon before. Like, that's just not really a thing that I've done. Um, today. Drink it today. Yeah. Maybe Tonight? today's the day. Yeah, Maybe today's the day. Oh, yeah. Watch a game. Drink some bourbon. Yeah. I, it just feels Very like such an, a, like, you, an adult drink. Yeah. Exactly, right? Like, I don't. <laughs> It's like Make I sure you take off your hat and glasses if you want to be an adult. So yeah. true. Yeah. We don't speak to anybody with a hot hat and glasses. That guy's insane. You're disrespecting me with that hat right now. You're disrespecting me with those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Breckenridge Distillery is awesome. They've got all sorts of good stuff. Obviously, the Ed McCaffrey bourbon, the Alfred William uh, Alfred Williams bourbon is uh, it's it's all just great stuff. So go check it out. And you can vote on your favorite at BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash Bourbon of Denver Broncos. There's like hyphens between each word. Um, and you can win two tickets to the Breckenridge Burby Whiskey Suite, which is really cool, mm-hmm. for the uh, Broncos Chargers game on New Year's Eve. That would be an awesome way to spend that day. So just make sure you do that. You actually have plenty of time. It's uh, They'll narrow it down to 10 people on December 1st and narrow it from there. But go to BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash bourbon dash of dash denver dash broncos to enter let's dish out our top five bet three six five let's do best players in sunday's broncos commanders game we're not saying most important so a quarterback doesn't have to be in here uh sorry you're here as you have russell wilson there maybe russ makes it in here yeah y'all loves russ who's the best player in this game uh hands down i say pat pat is the best player on either side of the ball and I'd like to take that one first because that's the easy freebie and you guys have to come up with some other guys. But uh, Pat Sertan, easily number one, without a doubt. Totally agree. That is easy. Next, I maybe it's three straight commanders, defensive linemen, maybe not. But, I mean, who's the best one? If you had to focus on one of those guys, is it Jonathan Allen? It's pain to me. It's pain? Yeah. Okay, we can go, he, with, uh, we can go with pain. Because, like, even last week when he didn't put up the numbers, like I said, like, Every play, they're just double teaming him. So the other guys are like free and get to do what they want. And he's still winning. Like he's still chasing him out to Montez Sweat on the edge. Like it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's it's pain to me. Are we going another defensive lineman now? Or no? Uh, this is where Justin Simmons enters the conversation. That's yeah. fair. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I mean, he he's... also, he had a rough game. He had a really rough game. I was kind of surprised. He what, had What grade did he get from you? I think like a D plus, wow. which doesn't happen often no. for him. But like he missed three tackles. He uh, like it, some of it was tough breaks. Like there was that ball to the tight end up the seam, like the 20 yarder, which is like a perfect like back shoulder throw. And Justin couldn't get his arm in. But at the same time, it's like that's still like a, a knock. Like that's those are the plays that you kind of need. Um, but still, obviously, like there's no reason to worry about Justin Simmons. I think he has a case for number two or number three player in this game. Yeah, let's go number yeah, three solid. here because, uh, I mean, the best safety in the NFL. Yep. One game yep. doesn't change that, uh, and he can step up. I mean, he could have two picks in this game. Yeah. Um, now are we going back to the defensive line? Yeah, we can. I think so. Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. Can we do slash? <laughs> <laughs> we just want to round it out, four and five? Or does, it, does any Bronco push, push one of these guys? Um, I don't 
think any Broncos do? Jerry Judy, I think, has to be top five. If he's playing, he's, <sighs> a, he's one of the top players. Is he better than Terry McLaurin, though? Because that's the tough part. So you want all yeah. commanders on the list? Or <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't. But I think it's a discussion. I think if we go off of last week's performance, since he didn't play, you got to do Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would. 3,000-yard seasons. Yeah. Three straight coming into this right, year. Now all, right, all right, all right, all right. Well, now, this is no fun. <laughs> <laughs> we still we still have two Broncos in here. Um, we want to go Terry here? Or we want to go Sweat? We said Maybe Sweat and Terry. Sweat and Terry. Sweat okay. and Terry. Boom. Okay. Um, after putting three commanders on this list, yeah, let's yeah, move no, no on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on and get. Yes. Okay. <laughs> let's get to. Um, let's get to some comments really quick before we get out our Broncos picks. And you hear we have a couple of super chats, don't we? Mile High Sign says Broncos will beat Washington and KC will lose to a rising Jags team. The Chargers will lose to a pissed off Titans and the Raiders will lose to an even more pissed off Bills team. Well, that would be the perfect weekend for Heck the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. We're talking uh, Broncos will be tied with the Raiders. For top of the AFC at one and one. Yeah. Wow. With two 0 and two teams, the Chargers and the Chiefs. That would be something else. It'd be a perfect weekend, but I don't know. I can't bang on per- perfect weekends anymore. <laughs> we had that last week and we let it we fumbled the bag. Oh, so, so I don't close. know. Yeah. The Chiefs lost. The Nebraska lost to mm-hmm. CU and the Broncos were one point away. One yeah. point. Based on the betting odds, there's about a ten percent chance. That that's mm-hmm. going to happen. That everything works out, including the Broncos. So mm-hmm. what you're saying, though, is you can get 10 to 1 odds if you bet on all that. You can. Mm-hmm. You can. Man, that'd make a perfect weekend even better. Yeah. If you're going to be cheering for those teams anyway, Might make some well. money. Might yeah. as well. All right. Let's hop into the comments on the website. Hit a few really quick. First one coming in from our friend Mile High Sign. Again, he says, uh, I need to keep our draft picks, but... With the lack of weapons we have and the injuries at tight end, what do you think about the Broncos trading for Kyle Pitts? Lions traded TJ Hawkins into the Vikings, and he's balling out now. Could Pitts do the same for the Broncos? Thank you. They're not trading Pitts. Yeah, I don't see them. They would have to be in a really bad spot, and I think those trades kind of happen later on in the season when you realize, okay, we're not making the playoffs. How can we start doing things better for next year? Second week of the season, I think it would be way too early for them to trade away Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was the top four pick yeah was he the fourth overall pick he was high he yeah because he broke so riley odoms who went to like he was like a five-time all pro or whatever for the broncos he was the highest drafted tight end at number five for like 50 years yeah until pitts yeah mm. and so the reason that you wouldn't trade for him is you're giving up a first round pick i think mm-hmm. and uh what you don't want is that first round pick to end up as a top five pick next year. Yep. And you just got a tight end for that. So no, thank you. Uh, I, I don't think the Broncos are in a spot to do that. Would I like to Kyle Pitts on the team? Yeah, yes. but not willing to give that up. Next one, Arvada Luke says game one. It felt like the players were not quite executing on what was called and the coaches calls adjusted accordingly during the course of the game. I thought Sean Payton was hoping that there would be a few explosives in the short throw game with some yards after the catch that never materialized. Mm-hmm. If this is true, how much better do we expect execution to be just one week later? Also, how superstitious do we think the locker room is right now? Much love, AL. I think it'll be a lot better. Um, I think that going back and watching the film and just the things that we pointed out, we see the little... You know, inches here, inches there, because I really could have affected the game and ended up in more points for the Broncos. So I expect for uh, Sean to be really honing in on those key points to reiterate the guys like, okay, I need, when I say I need you four yards from the hash, I need you four yards from the hash, not three or two. Make sure you're getting your spacing, make sure that you're running the route exactly how we designed it. So that way there is opportunity for running after the catch uh, or yak yards. Um, it's all in within the play design, so I'd expect them to be better. Superstition? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the guys are rubbing <laughs> rabbit's foot for the game right now, um, but they may be saying some extra prayers and doing what they can to help fuel the team. So, But if you are superstitious and you have a lucky hat or a lucky shirt, I could tell you weren't wearing it on Sunday. So put on your stuff, man. <laughs> I need the Broncos to win. Come on. I thought you were going to say put on the uh, the ski mask. Did you see that that's what uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson wants Lions fans to do? Mm. He wants every Lions fan to wear a blue ski mask ski to the up. game on Sunday. I like it. I like it. Wow. Yeah, that would be quite an atmosphere. No face, no case. <laughs> Where do you find those? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but all the blue ones in Detroit have to be uh, sold out, I would think. Yeah, you th- like how many blue <laughs> yeah. ski masks can 
you buy? Seventy thousand of them? Like, there's no way there's seventy thousand <laughs> no. for sale in Detroit. No, they're gone. Amazon's they're gone. probably really busy right now. They have a very unique blue too. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, that's not an easy one to find. No, no, it's not. Uh, next comment coming in from Onion Funyon Bronco says, I watched Kurt Warner's film breakdown of Russ's performance. He's convinced me that Russ still isn't comfortable not playing on schedule or taking calculated shots downfield mm. like he used to. It all looks fixable, though. It's hard to play quarterback when you don't trust your offensive line or your own eyeballs. That said, I saw improvements like most of us did. Hopefully, Russ can get a little more snug and cozy in the pocket. Love, Onion Funyon. Yeah, hopefully he can. Um, I think it's been a transition for him. Um, and from what I hear within uh, that Seahawks locker room, he had a lot of help and assistance mm -hmm. within plays, calling plays or different things that he may not be getting now or people don't know that he had when he was in Seattle. So um, I think it's just been a transition for him, man. And I hope that he figures it out. But he definitely hasn't looked the way we expected him to. Um but I do think he looks he looked better on Sunday. I will say mm -hmm. that I didn't see a lot of like untimely throws. I won't say that Kurt Warner is wrong because he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He knows what he's talking <laughs> about. But uh, in my eyes, he looked much better Sunday than he did all last year. I agree yeah. with that. And then also, I do agree that I don't think anyone expected Sean Payton and Russell Wilson to be 100% comfortable with each other in mm -hmm. a game on their very first game. Yep. That, I mean, might not come until week one of the 2024 season. Um, so I could see them not being clicking 100%, but you do hope that it gets better every single week. Yeah, you yep. got to go to some of those breakfast club meetings. I don't think <laughs> yes. He's not locked in yet, you know? I think that's what it is. Elway was there, right? Maybe Elway should come back, and, hey. and he's locked in with John. <laughs> locked in for yeah. sure. I, I'm with the comfort in the pocket. This is a big week for that. Because like like last week, Josh Dobbs playing this defensive front, he was just seeing ghosts the entire game. Like starting the, like halfway through the second quarter, even if there was no rush, he's just like jumping around. Mm -hmm. And Russ did some of that stuff last year. So yeah. hopefully he doesn't play like Josh Dobbs for a lot of reasons, but that <laughs> is one of them. Yeah. Josh Dobbs, seventy six percent completion though. Yeah. Which is just wild. He took the Russell Wilson game plan approach last yeah. week. Yeah. I have one more good stat that might as well I throw. Love it. Um Last week on play action, the Cardinals had a 90, where'd it go? A 95 passer rating, I believe. A 94 passer rating on play action. Mm. 66 with no play action. Huh. Which is what you expect. Like the game plan is you move the pocket. There's evidence too. Like you, you just got to get them out of the pocket. Yeah. And if the Cardinals are doing something well, you should be able to do it even better than True. them on the offensive side of the True. ball. And last comment on the website coming in from Foco Buff says Broncos 31 to 13 Sunday, a little too unrealistic. I sense a bounce back game against a team that struggled versus the Cardinals. Yeah. I, I don't see them putting up 31 points just yet. Mm -hmm. I think that's in our future um, at some point, but I think we need a little bit more time to get there. Now, if we do it on Sunday, I will be as happy as anybody else, but I do not, I would not go on a limb and say that they can score 31 points um, in just a couple of days. I know last week got Broncos fans so in the dumps thinking like, oh, now we just have to wait another year or two for things. Uh -huh. What last week did for me was just, it, you swallow the hard pill that, okay, it is going to take some time, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's like a full year no. for things to turn around. But it, it did calm my expectations for how good this offense is going to be the first four, six weeks. So mm -hmm. a win is not out of the realm of possibility. Yep. Putting up 31 points, I wouldn't go that far yeah. yet. <laughs> but Todd, I want to get you your game score, Henry, your game score after I tell you about our friends over at Shady Rays. Use the code DNVR to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. This is such an awesome deal because if you're buying a gift for someone, just use the code DNVR, and then you're going to get a free pair for yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't work out any better for Christmas. You want to get some gifts for the family? You get 50% off if you buy multiple people Christmas gifts, and Shady Rays is a great gift to give. And then you get one for yourself for 50% off. So check them out, ShadyRays.com, where they have over 250,000 five-star reviews. That's ShadyRays.com. Use that code DNVR. And shout-out to our friends over at Backus & Shanker. Call 222-2222 to set up a consultation. When you get hurt, Bagus and Shanker is here to help. They win for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They are free until we win money for your case. There is no upfront fee to talk with them about your case. 
There's no fee while they work on your case, and there's no fee unless you win your case. And they have won over a billion dollars for their clients, and they have locations all over Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Baggage and Shanker is here to help. If you've been seriously injured, again, smash the two, 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 two. Boom, hit the twos, and let's get into some parting shots presented by Breckenridge Distillery, where you know where to get the best uh, bourbon out there. It's with our friends at Parting Shots. It's almost the weekend, so enjoy it. Raise a glass to Parting Shots, and uh, let's get into our Broncos picks. And Todd, fire us up for this game, baby. In the words of the great Todd Davis, it's time to whoop their ass. Let's go. Are the Broncos going to deliver a whooping this weekend, Todd? Yeah, I think we're posed for it, man. Um, 31 points, I think, is a stretch, but I think we can get to 24, 24 okay. points. I'd I think we hold them it. to 10. Um, I see this offense as, you know, it's the NFL, so everybody's good, but I don't think this is an offense that is high-powered and that can score a lot of points if we put the pressure on them early and our back end comes to play. So I'm going to say 24 to 10, the Broncos get the win, and we whoop their ass. In the NFL, that adds an <laughs> ass whooping right there. I love it. Covering the spread. I believe the spread right now over at Bet365 is three and a half. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you cover it by 10 points. Absolutely. Henry, you following trend? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's possible the Broncos put up a big number if you wind up with a great game from, like, Quinn Minerts and uh, – Ben Powers, but I just I can't bet on that right now. Like it just seems unlikely that they're gonna be able to handle it. Even though they played really well last week, it'd be a lot of fun. And if they do it, then the rest of the season I'm gonna be saying like, wow, this might be one of the best offensive lines in the league. But I think it's 16-13 that the uh, Broncos win. Sixteen. I, I think again. I think we get another sixteen <laughs> on the board. Um. Yeah. It's a win's a win though. Yep. A win, a win's a win. Yeah, you would walk away with that, be happy with it. Alexis has the exact same score as last week, 17 to 16. But the Broncos are coming out on top in this one. So 16 is the number this week because Ryan has also taken the Broncos to score wow. 16 points. He's got 14 for the Commanders, 16 for the Broncos. And I like 16 as well. I'm oh going the God. Commanders score 16 points. Okay. Broncos scoring 20 points. Todd right. and I oh, believe okay. in this offense Let's go. to be better <laughs> at least than last week. But we've all got to win. We all had to win last week too. Is yeah. this bad? Is this bad? Uh no, I don't I don't think this is superstitious right here. We can't be superstitious <laughs> for voting on them, you know. I think we got to stick to our guns and believe that this is a win. Um, and have the faith. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta have the faith. And maybe, maybe if two weeks in a row we all pick and win and they lose, then there's a little superstition there. But so far, I think the Broncos are going to win this game. What's your stat line for Russell Wilson? I think he breaks uh, the 200 yards. This wow! Game. Don't go crazy, Todd. <laughs> no, 203. Like, <laughs> like 203 yards with the win. Philip um, Dorsett catches the ball. That's mm, the difference. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he did catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, uh, Todd, or, uh, Sean yesterday said his uh, No, it was Russ Said his toenail must have been out of bounds And mm. wasn't it his heel that touched out? Uh, probably was So he's got something weird going on with his toenails If that's the case <laughs> Oh god <laughs> um, uh, Henry, what's your stat line For Russ? Um, I think it's going to be a lot like last week um, We'll call it I think they got to throw the ball a lot So like 37 passes Which is a crazy number, but I think it's possible, and he completes like 27 of them, a little less than 80%. And I think wow. that what? So that's he, did he complete 27 last week? I think so. Yeah. 36, 27, and 36. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So that's similar. I'll say, uh, 
198 passing yards. Doesn't quite hit the 200 mark. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> but he doesn't throw an interception. When Dorsett didn't catch that ball, would that have been an explosive play? Yeah. Yep. So that, that would have put him over the 200-yard mark. Yeah, <laughs> that was 21 in the air, and I think like he ran for another 20 after. Yeah. Oh, but that was the so difference. Yeah. That was the difference. And so I, he has to get over 200 yards this game. He has, he Jer- has Jerry's going to be back. It's yeah. not official yet, but I expect Jerry True. Judy to be playing. I'm going to say he does way better than what you guys are saying. 207 yards for me through the air. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it's not going to be close to an 80% completion percentage because he does take a couple of shots in this game. But what's funny is we talked so much this offseason because of Sean Payton talking about they're going to run the ball, they're going to run the ball, they're going to run the ball. And these first two weeks are going to pass the ball a lot more. But this is not the game to try to start to run the ball a lot. Yeah, no. Just because of everything we've talked about with that commander's front seven and specifically mm-hmm. those front three guys. But what I think we're going to see a lot of, the leading receivers for the Broncos in terms of catches. Adam Troutman, who's not a deep threat tight end. He's really kind of a safety net. Two running backs, Javante and Samaje, each had four catches. And then Cortland Sutton. So... You had one receiver in your top four receivers because they use the pass game as an extension of the running game. Uh-huh. We're going to see that again this week. I mean, Jaleel McLaughlin, Javante uh, Williams, and Samaje might lead the team in receptions with yeah. like four each again this week. It's going to be tough, though, if they do if they play that same coverage they had last week where everybody's pressing up. Like, the Cardinals couldn't get anything going in the flats. Like, they kept trying these screens that were just blown up immediately because they were just hunting all that short stuff. So I wonder... I wonder if they'll sit back and, and open some of that up or if they're going to force Russ to go deep. It'd be interesting. I was thinking about the run game after you talked about them running up the middle. I feel like they may run some whams. You guys know what whams yeah, are? Yeah, like pull the tight end. Yeah, where the tight end comes and cracks the D yeah. lineman. Mm. Essentially, you let him go free and they crack him and the running back kind of runs off his butt. I think that's a good way to slow down those big guys. And for a tight end, you really only need a small piece of him because the way the rest of the line blocks is really a scooping everybody out. And you're like one-on-one mm-hmm. with this guy. If you just hit him a little mm. bit, and seal him off. The running back has like a clear lane, maybe to at least a six or a seven yard run. Um, that would be a good way to, you know, slow down these quick D linemen. Yep. So I'm interested to see if they do have to attack the inside just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just, just like one or two plays. Keep them honest. Well, and then if you start doing that, like if you're pulling like a tight end, who they have, I can't remember who was lining up there a couple snaps last week, but kind of in that like F back, H back, like stagger behind the other tight end. Mm-hmm. You can kind of like do some weird things with the wham, but then you can also like have some weird motions and routes out of the backfield. Sean mm-hmm. Payton is a genius. So if he if he decides he wants something like that, he's gonna find a whole bunch of weird ways to play off of it. Yeah, and I used to hate the wham because once you see the like every other play when the tight end flashes, we call it, when he goes mm-hmm. back, you're supposed to go back too, mm-hmm. based on how they block it. But with the wham, when he flashes back, everybody's actually going play side. So you have to now, instead of going backwards, you have to go back over the top. Uh-huh. So it's like a it like messes with your eyes because you want to flash back. So it really can result in some pretty good plays. Um, so, yeah, maybe that is something they go through. Yeah. And the Broncos miss a lot by not having Greg Dulcich at tight end. Mm-hmm. But not in this area. Yeah. I mean, you have Chris Manhurts, who would be yeah. maybe perfect in that. Adam Troutman can certainly handle that. And then Troutman had a rough Nate week Adkins blocking. As well. Yeah, he, he did. Um, but you probably trust him more than Greg Dulcich. So that the is tight true. end's probably very active mm-hmm. in uh, the run game here. We got to run. The Nuggets are up next. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. Let us know if you think the Broncos are going to win. We will see you on the pregame show 45 minutes before kickoff. So tune into YouTube right around 140. Alexis Perry, Todd Davis going to crush it again. It was such a fun show. You don't want to miss out. And then we'll see you postgame as well. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the games. See ya. Flying cotton would stick to 